Amen. Let's get a Lord a hand praise. Amen. We all get to heaven. Oh, victory. Amen. The uh, scripture for this morning, we're coming from Isaiah 55. I just want to start with verse 8. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heaven are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but the water, the earth, and make it bring forth, hallelujah, bring forth fruit. Let me turn here. Amen. And make it bring forth bugs that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. Amen. Thank you for the reading of your word this morning. Amen. Let's get a Lord a hand praise. Right now, let's get ready for the word. Amen. Amen. May everybody stand. Amen. We are blessed. Have a pastor such as uh, Pastor Jerry C. Wright. And we are blessed to have a lovely first lady, Karen. And we ask to continue to bless us mightily. And right now, I will ask uh, Pastor C. Wright to come forth and bless us this morning in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah, all right. Praise the Lord, saints. Right. If you will, bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. Lord, we woke up this morning with grateful hearts. Thanking you, Lord, for all that you've done. Lord, you are a good God. You're a God that time and time again, Lord, you show your grace and your mercy. Lord, each morning, Lord, you, you don't allow us to go on yesterday's grace and mercy, but you give us fresh and new mercies each day. And Father, we thank you. And Lord, right now, we thank you once again for the opportunity to come into your house in the midst of your people, Lord, to worship you on today. And Lord, we want to hear from you today. So I ask, Lord, that... Let your words be heard and not mine. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I ask that you turn to Exodus, the 17th chapter. Exodus, the 17th chapter. Exodus 17. 
going to go from verses 8 to 16. We visited Exodus, the 17th chapter, in lesson two of this quarter, I believe. And now this is coming from lesson three of this quarter. And it's, um, I think the title of that lesson is Israel Defeats uh, Amalek, right? Amalekites, yeah. So we're going to go over that and, and see what the Lord is telling us in that passage on today. Uh, before I go there, I just want to um, just say that, uh, you know, lift up your, lift up your hands and, and heads and prayer for my uh, mother-in-law and as well as my father-in-law. They're both in the hospital uh, this morning. So just ask you to remember them. And, uh, and I want to say too that, you know, as I sat in the office there, and, uh, and I heard uh, this elder rejoice. I tell you, there's something about you, brother, that I hope you don't lose your fire. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could just, you know, I'm one of those sophisticated praises, I guess. I just sit there and the tears roll down. But when I hear that, you know, that, that raspy, hallelujah, and all that, man, I'm like, Man, I'm jealous. <laughs> don't 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 lose don't lose your fire, brother. I'm serious. That's encouraging. That's encouraging. I'm telling you. So if you see people around you looking dead, don't you lose it. Don't lose it. <laughs> don't lose it, cause I, I'm I'm like I'm I'm just like oh, what they call that holy jealous or whatever. <laughs> I don't want to beat you up about it. <laughs> I just want to join you. Amen. Amen. Exodus, the 17th chapter, verses 18 through 16. And I'll read and it'll be from uh, the NSAV version. 8 through 16. What did I? Okay. 8 through 16. Verse. All right. Exodus, the 17th chapter, verses 8 through 16. All right. All right. All right. All right. It says, then Amalek came and fought against Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, choose men for us and go out. Fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will station myself on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. Joshua did as Moses told him and fought against Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. So it came about when Moses held his hand up that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hand down, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. Then they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other. Thus his hands were steady until the sunset. So Joshua overwhelmed Amalek 
and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this in a book as a memorial and recite it to Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and named it, the Lord is my banner. And he said, the Lord has sworn. The Lord will have war against Amalek from generation to generation. Wow. We've often heard uh, Sister Tammy along with the choir sing the song, I Can Depend on God. Through the storms and through the rain, through the sickness and the pain, I can depend, I can depend on God. And this week, we once again visit a scene in God's preparation of a nation, a nation that is prepared by God to represent him in this world should be a nation that can depend on him. Amen. And they should show their total dependence on him. So in three prior stories, we saw that God provided water and manna for his people. Now he will provide deliverance from enemies. God's provision is more than meeting physical needs, but he also provides protection along the way. Ain't that true? <laughs> Amen. As it was for Israel, so it is for us. He will provide protection along the way. And Jesus taught his disciples in the New Testament. He taught his disciples not to worry because he will be there. And in Luke, the 12th chapter, verses 22 through 23, it says, And he said to his disciples, For this reason I say to you, do not worry about your life as to what you will eat, nor for your body as to what you will put on. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing, right? People of God must keep in mind that God can address your physical needs, but it's more than just physical needs, amen? He can also bless you spiritually as well, because this thing is about a spiritual journey as well. So today's story is found in the book of Exodus. And if you know the Bible, you know that the book of Exodus is found in the book of law, right? The book of law, the overarching theme within the book of the law is that God is holy. God is holy. God's holiness speaks of his very excellency, the very excellency of his divine nature. He is pure. And John adds that God is light. Amen. James also adds in, when we, since we're talking about James on Tuesday, James also adds in the first chapter of James 17th verse, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow, right? There's nothing shady about God, right? And throughout this trip, 
to the promised land, the Israelites accused God, Moses, but also God, that he was kind of shady, right? That he was kind of shady. But I love how Psalm, the 50th, 50th Psalm reads, verses 20 through 21. It reads like this. God had listed a whole list of stuff uh, as to what people are up to and how they think and everything else. And he said, you sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. These things you have done, and I kept silent. You thought that I was just like you. <laughs> you thought that I was just like you. I will reprove you and state the case in order before your eyes. God said, don't get it twisted. I'm not like you. And we need to understand that it's not about God being like us, but it's about us being like him. Amen. It's about us being like him. That's what this journey is about, right? So uh, also note that in the first five books that we've called the law, Moses authored them and, and, and some people refer to them as the Pentateuch, right? That God didn't leave us just with uh, five books of thou shall not, thou shall not, thou shall not, thou shall not. But he placed some stories in it, right? He placed some stories in, within these laws, this book of law. And why did he place stories in there? Why? Because, see, he didn't want to just tell us how to live. He wanted to show us how to live. And what better way than through stories to show us how to live, right? He wanted to show us today through this text how to, how to get the victory, how to get the victory through prayer and perseverance, because through prayer and persevering, you will prevail, right? Through prayer and through perseverance, you will prevail. I love how, what Tony Evans says. Tony Evans said this, to prevail against enemy attack, you must both make contact with heaven and take responsibility for your actions on earth. You hear that? To prevail against enemy attack, you must both make contact with heaven and take responsibility for your actions on earth. So we begin in verse eight, and it says, then Amalek came and fought against Israel at Rephidim. The Amalekites, oh boy. It's just like Elder Max said, it's full of kites all throughout that, right, all throughout that Old Testament. But these Amalekites were something else, right? They were something else. They were, they were nomads. They were, in other words, they were transient people, meaning they had no permanent home, but moved about in place to place, mainly following food supply, right? They were uh, descendants of Esau. Now, if you knew anything about Esau, Esau, the Bible said, was a profane man. And what that profane means is that he was outside the temple, meaning that he had nothing to do with, with God or anything. He didn't, he didn't respect God, right? Didn't respect the things of God, right? Had no respect for the things of God. And on top of that, he couldn't stand his brother. He couldn't stand his brother. So these Amalekites were from Esau lineage, 
But then these Israelites were from Jacob's, right? So imagine the Amalekites. They probably heard throughout all their family history how much they just don't like Jacob, right? And Israel, right? And so they were already not liking the Israelites. Even when they were in Egypt, they ain't like them. And now all of a sudden they come in in the desert, through the desert, and they don't like them, right? On top of all this history, resources were meager, right? Yeah, it wasn't a lot of resources in the desert. So it was kind of like an inevitable thing that, that, that it was some conflict that would occur between these folks, right? So what was interesting is that God, if we remember last week, had provided the Israelites with water in Rephidim, right? And he didn't provide them just with a little drip. No, that water from the rock made it an oasis. And guess who wanted that oasis? The Amalekites were looking and they said, oh, we want, we want that rock area right over there, right? We want to go over there and we want to kick them out so that we can have the oasis, right? And the Amalekites were on a mission to get them. And if you read in Deuteronomy, you'll see their tactic. How they uh, attacked Israel was that they always had to come from the back. And in the back of the whole, uh, uh, what, the whole group were the weak and the weary, right? So they were coming from the back and attacked them from the back and would just kill off or attack all the weak and weary. And God said, that is just wicked. That is wicked. And that's how they continue to attack. And they didn't uh, uh, attack like, uh, 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 just like, we're coming, we're coming, but they came like just surprise attacks and just kept coming to get them, right? And finally, all of a sudden, Moses and Joshua kind of peeped their pattern <laughs> and saw, you know, okay, they, they come in and they're coming for trouble. So we see in verses nine through 13, the Bible introduces Joshua. And at this time, they said his name was probably still Hosea, right? Which means salvation, right? But of course, he, when he gets to Kedesh, his name is changed to Joshua, which is Yahweh is salvation, right? Or when you even change it and say it in the Greek, it means Jesus, right? Amen. So, so, Moses told Joshua to gather men together and uh, get in pre preparation to, to fight, to fight these uh, Amalekites. That's what we'll call them, Amalekites. And, and, and it's interesting because what Joshua did is Joshua did it real quick. And during that time, Joshua went around and he gathered the men. And by the time the next of the next day, he had them ready and they were ready to fight. You know, when we talk about persevering, one of the things we don't want to forget about is obedience. <laughs> Perseverance includes obedience as well. And here, Joshua was given a directive by the leader and he 
executed it quickly. And he was ready when that day came. Well, these verses go on to say that on that next day, Moses went up to the mountaintop, right, or to the hilltop, and he brought along Aaron and her with him, right? And they didn't go to this hilltop just to be spectators. They were participators in this thing. Moses knew that this was more than a physical fight that was going on. He understood that this was going to be a spiritual fight too. So when Moses went to that hilltop, he took the staff of God with him, just as God told him to do. He took that staff of God with him. He had the staff in one hand and he lifted both hands. And they said, usually this is a posture of prayer, right? This is a posture of prayer. And so this signifies that God, that, that God was being, being appealed to at this time. So as Joshua was down there fighting along with others, Moses was participating on top, lifting his hands, appealing to God, praying for the outcome. Amen praying for the outcome. So as the physical battle raged on, the prayer warriors, the prayer warriors were praying on. So Moses was about 80, 80 plus at this time, right? And verse 12 tells us that Moses's hands got heavy, right? Verse 11 stated that when his hands were up, Israel was winning. But when his hands went down, all of a sudden the Amalekites began to win, right? And it, it, it kind of, it was kind of interesting to me because it made me think about something. It made me think about the fact that not too long ago, I installed a, a camera doorbell at our house, right? And, 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 and a, a whole bunch of packages just keep coming to my house. A whole bunch of <laughs> package. <laughs> That's another sermon, but package. <laughs> I probably entitled that one packages. <laughs> but they keep coming. <laughs> but what's interesting is, is, is the folks that bring them. Some, they, they just get the package and they leave it on the doorstep and they go. Right? Others, they come and they ring the doorbell, leave the package and go. But then there are those that ring the doorbell and they stay until they get an answer. They stay until they get an answer, until somebody comes and get an answer. Uh, a young apprentice asked an old preacher, why don't people get their prayer answered? Why don't people get their prayers? I don't understand because the Bible said knock, seek, and it will be, right? So why aren't they getting an answer? Well, it's like the folks that deliver packages, right? Some folks go to the door and they don't knock, right? They come there with their cares and their concerns and they, for some reason, they don't knock and they just, they just go, right? Others come and they ring the doorbell. And, and when it doesn't happen quick enough, they just keep going, 
But then it's those. There are those that just keep ringing <laughs> and keep knocking until they get an answer, right? Until they get an answer. Matthew 7th chapter, verses 7 through 8 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who, who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. And, and, and if you look at the verb tense of that, it doesn't say just, just one knock. No, it just says keep keep knocking keep seeking right keep knocking and keep seeking where are those that will keep seeking where are those that keep knocking right until they get an answer see prayer is not easy work <laughs> prayer is not easy work if it is easy then then answer this question why 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 aren't there a whole lot of folks on tuesday nights uh, uh, see, see, prayer, prayer is exacting work, right? Prayer is exacting work. See, and the expositor states that God did not build Moses to do everything alone. He didn't build Moses to do everything alone. He needed help. His hands went down, which was a, a sign of his human weakness. He needed help right? He needed help. No one can do it alone. God did not build us to do it by ourselves. And, and, and what should show you recently that you can't do it alone is this pandemic, right? They said so many people felt so locked up and so withdrawn and so within that their minds began to play tricks on them right? God didn't build us to do this thing alone, to be alone. We need each other. We need one another. We need one another, right? And those that come on Tuesday night, I'm telling you, I need you. If no one else needs you, I need you, right? If no one else in this church needs you, I'm letting you know that I need you. I'm not ashamed to tell you that I need those prayers, right? Right. As we fight on and as we study on and as we live on, we need that room. <laughs> we need this church. We need this altar. We need folks laid out and asking God to please help loved ones, to please help this church, to please help members of this church to keep going on. They need to keep knocking and they need to keep seeking because God will provide the answers for this church, amen? He will provide the answers for this church, amen? God told Moses, God told Moses, he told him, he said, he said in verse 13, he said that, 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 that um, Joshua overwhelmed the Amalekites because there was a, a there was a, prayer going on. It was a prayer going up. And there were there was some perseverance 
going on. It wasn't don't, not giving up. It wasn't a thing of giving up, but it was a thing of sticking to it, right? Sticking to it going on. And, and Moses was sticking to it up there on that hilltop. And, and Joshua and his crew was sticking to it down there fighting. And, and all of a sudden, they prevailed. They prevailed. See, it's interesting, and this story is real interesting because, see, it tells you that, that, that trials and tribulations, they're going to come. They're going to come. And, and, and they come from, from within the camp, <laughs> just like the Amalekites and the Israelites, they were family. But they were a dysfunctional family. <laughs> and some of our families are dysfunctional, right? <laughs> And, 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 and most of our prayers are about our dysfunctions within our families, right? Because we can't get along and the, and the attack comes from within, right? You would think that your enemy would attack you and you ready for that. Yeah, 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 I know you don't like me. So I'm ready for you when I see you coming. But all of a sudden you got your eye on an enemy and, and, and lo and behold, within your camp, within your camp, that's the real fight that's taking place, right? So, so, so this fight can come from within and it can come from without. It can come from within the church. It can come from without the church, right? That's why we need to keep on, keep it on, like praying and persevering and, and keep on keeping on and don't let go. And it's not about what, in what order she, we should do it. Uh, interchange them if you need to, because this thing is about prayer and perseverance. It's about persevering and prayer. I don't care what order you put it in, just do them. <laughs> just do them. Because we need to keep holding on and hanging on and keep praying on, right? And keep praying on at the same time, because that's the formula of victory here. That's the formula of victory. It goes on to say, that God told Moses to write this one thing down. He said to write it down. He wanted to make sure that, we, that, that, that this was written down because he also wanted Joshua to read it. See, Joshua was down there busy fighting. But when that fight was over, he wanted Joshua to come back and read it and see that God was with him all along. God was with him all along, right? God was with him all along. And, and he wanted it written down as well because, see, that meant that the battle wasn't over. See, the Amalekites, they, they, God said he was going to wipe them out, but he didn't wipe them out just right there, right? They didn't, they didn't uh, get wiped out until Hezekiah, I believe, in, in Chronicles, First Chronicles, right? And, and David really, really thrashed them, right? David really put it to them as well. So they were always this thorn in, in Israel's flesh. And they were one day they were wiped out. But, but God wanted it written down right now to say that, you know, you probably don't see them leaving immediately, but it's going to happen. And some battles and some things in your life, sometimes you just got to keep knocking. <laughs> And you got to keep seeking. And although God may not like eradicate it right there, he's still saying that, hey, that help is on the way and it will come. You just keep knocking. Right. And you just keep holding on. And this thing one day will come to 
pass, right? It will come to pass. And that's what he wanted them to see through this thing, that prayer and perseverance, through that, you will prevail. And let me leave you all with this last thought. You know, Moses was raised in the education of Israel, right? With the education of Israel. That's why he was able to write, right? He was able to write. See, see, Moses was, was, was raised in the best education, and he also knew all about, you know, uh, war, and, and, and he knew all about the uh, geography of the land. He knew all of that. But it's interesting because God had, had laid all that to, to Moses's, uh, uh, um, how can I say it? He, he placed all of that experience in Moses at that time so that it can be used on this side, right? In other words, he was preparing Moses all along for what Moses was doing just at this time and leading the people. Some of these things that you are going through and some of the things that you are acquiring right now is nothing more than things that God will say, hey, on this side of it, Let's put it into play right now and let's put it into action right now. So that's what's going on right now. You might be on that other side of the desert where you are acquiring skills right now at this period in your life. And then those things will be activated at another time. So, so whatever it is, it still boils down to prayer, <laughs> perseverance, and it will end up being prevailing. Amen. 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 And that's the word for today. Pray to first persevere and you will prevail. And, 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 and I'm hoping that folks have a relationship with God because that's where it begins with a relationship with God. You got to have that, that relationship with God. We often say here that, 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 Prayer is you talking to God, but you reading the Bible is God talking to you. And that's what we do. We got to have that, that, that back and forth communication going on. But back and forth communication and talking and talking and talking to each other means a relationship is going on. And that's what we pray for today, that you have a relationship with God here as well as in Zoom land, that you will get your house in order with God. Get your house in order. Don't let another day, don't let another moment pass you by. Get your house in order. Choose ye this day who you will serve. Amen. We said this is about God's holiness. And his holiness means that he wants you to be like him. Not, not him to be like you, but you to be like him. Be ye holy. He wants you to be like him. He wants you to live like Christ. Those who say they believe in him live like Christ. So that's what we need. That's what we desire. That's what we want. That's why we're crying from this pulpit today, 
for you to be like Christ. And if you, if you want to know more about that and establish a relationship with him, we have those available to you here after dismissal. And those who are in Zoom, through Zoom, we ask that you contact us. Our information is online and contact us and you reach one of us and we will be more than happy to help you. Amen. God bless you all. And I say once again, keep praying, keep persevering, and we will prevail. Amen. God bless you. And I turn it into the hands of those who will properly dismiss us. God bless you.